0: Welcome to Drone's Garage, I'm Jacob, and with me today we have some some special guests. We're gonna talk about um, how to get your UAV license again and what to do, and we have a special guest for that. So back with me is Eric, who was here our last episode, who talked a lot about how we get into stuff and we we gave you a whole plethora of information from Eric on how to do that. And one of those people that was in that list of information is Jason from Remote Pilot 101 and we have him here with us today. We're gonna talk a little bit more about what Remote Pilot 101 is and so I'll let Jason do a little introduction of himself and what Remote Pilot 101 is.
1: Certainly, Uh, Jacob, Eric, thank you so much. I've known Eric for a while now from the manned aviation side of things, and that's how Remote Pilot 101 really came into existence. Remote Pilot 101 is the leading FAA Part 107 test prep provider right now. Uh, We're about to cross over 11,000 tests past using RemotePilot101.com. We've been at it over 10 years doing manned aviation. So we know FAA testing forwards and backwards. We know how they try to trick you on questions, how they formulate them. And we're never just teaching someone how to pass a test. We're teaching you to be a safe real world operator. And that's really our mission. And I believe that's why we've been so blessed, so successful is that uh, that mindset of preparing you, not just for a test, but for the real world.
0: Cool, and 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 all in all, how long? Um, this is one of my questions for you. How mm-hmm. long? I, I I looked at the sort of outline of Remote Pilot One Hundred One, and I think there's roughly ten lessons, ten twelve lessons. Mm-hmm. Um, so how much time investment to go through lessons? I, I mean, I've watched a bunch of clips and previews, and they look sure. they look good. You're a great instructor for going through the stuff. I mean, it's, you're engaging, and so it's interesting to watch. Um, but what, if, if someone's gonna sign up for your course and go through it, about how much time should they expect to sort of go through the course end to end?
1: sure i've seen some champions go through it in a weekend (laughs) friday saturday sunday take the test on a monday that's a little crazy you're probably not going to see your family for that weekend you know you're going to be glued to a computer the average person is watching about a video per night and they're stretching their study time to about two weeks so you work a regular nine to five job you come home you put on a video and i say put on a video I mean, I'm talking, give me 10 or 15 minutes. That's what we're really looking for each night, taking some quizzes, and then in two weeks time, prepping for and taking that actual test. So that's really an average person, two weeks. The crazy person could get it done in a weekend if they really wanted to, but I'm not a big fan of just cramming for a test. This isn't like back in college where we just cram, 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 right? We wanna get a good score on this and learn something in the process.
0: Cool. um along the way, I, I know in some of the the videos that are free on your website that you can go look at, you had some you had some information about which I thought was good. Like you, you talk about certain questions in the test where they, they yeah, like I know the answers to a lot of the questions just because I've been studying some, but then some of the questions were like that that's not, the answer's not really there because it's not really the answer. And so you go through that in some of your courses, like, like hey, these questions come up and they're, they're kind of meant to trick you, but they're not really trick questions per se. But they, they certainly do look like it in the course. That's, that's,
2: that's <laughs> the beauty of it, Jason, uh, Jason walks you through those landmines uh, uh, pretty well.
0: Yeah, I, I think the one I saw was you were you're talking about uh, bottle to throttle and the the mm. the the eight hour is the the real answer. But the question was about like how long does it take for one one glass of a mixture to wear for
1: off, metabolize <laughs> through the system, and you're right. thinking like well, how do I need to know this? But that's a regulation. And like you said, Eric, you put it perfectly, those landmines. You know, I, you teach eight hours bottle to throttle, as we call it, but then we never learn about metabolizing one mixed drink, whatever it is. It's so silly, but these are the FA regulations that we are presented with and how the FA words those in those trick questions. So that's where I'm out to show you those landmines and say, hey, be careful when you read it because it's this and not this
2: cool we were um, we were talking with the producer before you came online, and you know he was asking about some of the things that you need to know for part one o seven and I, th- I you know I threw up hypoxia he's going, huh what <laughs> uh, why do you need to learn hypoxia when you're flying uh, uh, a remote uh, remote yeah. control
1: multi yeah <laughs> i Right. I mean, there's other crazy things, METARs, TAPs, when you could just go to any basic weather app and get the same information, but they want you to read it in its coded format. We have to know and understand the hazardous attitudes, all these different things, The some fundamentals of teaching and, and you know, working with one another. Crew resource management, we have to know because we just think this lone solo drone operator, but it's not always just you. Oftentimes, you're going to be in that work in that team environment, and they want to make sure you're the effective. Leader, you're the remote pilot in command in every situation.
0: Yeah, and so um, with that, so you you've you and I, and I, you have some stats on your website. You probably know them off the top of your head. Like you've had X number of people go through your course with very little failure after the exam, um, which is awesome. So <clears throat> beyond that, what do you see people that get their certification going on and doing with that? I mean. I want to because I run the Drones Grudge chapter at Microsoft, we do this channel, and, and so I have a need to want to, to get it. Um, but what does the average person who goes after their UAV certification um, go on to do like, from sure. your experience? Like, what, do you, what do you see people doing in the real world?
1: sure and we have both sides of the spectrum so starting with the most basic it's the realtor who wants to enhance his or her real estate photos the sales manager at the car dealership that just wants to get that better angle to sell that car they're using that in the furtherance of their business right so at the most basic level we step it up to now working with construction companies wanting to get progress shots to send you know the person who's writing the check on how they're doing with these different construction projects to the farmers now that are using this just to, to you know survey their land and go you know what in sector 12 it's getting a little bit browner over there I wonder if we have an insect issue or we need more water maybe the irrigation is broken in that area and they're taking daily scans of their crops taking it even a step further some of our enterprise clients like FDNY Santa Monica PD like big time clients we trained FDNY and they're using tethered drones they're flying these tethered drones there's just a story on it recently there's a fire in a 16-story apartment building they flew their tethered drone up with an infrared camera saw where the fire was the most intense the hottest and said hey guys we're we're spraying over here we need to be spraying over here instead can we see people in there what do we need to do in this case so you go from the most basic all the way up to you know, enterprise type clients like FDNY using infrared imaging for fighting fires. Like the possibilities with this are, are endless. And we are on really the cusp of, of something great in this industry. If, if you're looking for a place where there's gonna be jobs, there's going to be a future, man, this is it. And finding that niche uh, and, and moving through it is a great start to a, a, a fun and amazing career, a prosperous career. Cool. Uh, yeah,
2: search, search, rescue, and recovery right now, you know, uh, we're filming during, uh, just, just after the Harvey uh, aftermath down in South Texas. And, um, and, you know, there's people headed down there, some part 107 um, pilots uh, on their way down there right now to go help the search and rescue missions. There's TFRs that are popped up, and the only way that you can fly with those is with the command, and, and a part 107 cert. Yeah, which, yes. is,
0: which is a good, it's a, that's an interesting sort of segue for me. Like in the sense of, um, we, they're in the, the hobby side of flying drones, there's a lot of people that say they have the comment about ruining the hobby, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like you're doing something dumb and they're ruining the hobby. Uh, but it's, it also you know goes over to the commercial side of stuff. You don't want to be doing things that are, are, are going to make, flying UAVs negative, like, and, and, and do things smart. Like, and so in these, uh, the Harvey aftermath and stuff, you, I'm sure there's plenty of people like, oh, I'm gonna fly my drone up and go go do things, which is really what you don't wanna yeah, do, there right? Are, yeah,
2: there are, yes, there are those. You don't wanna do it in the TFRs, definitely.
0: Right, because even as a hobbyist, you're supposed to know those things and abide by them, but I would venture to guess that most hobbyists I talk to no idea. They they don't even pay attention to any of that, you know, no. which is part of the, the concern I have. Which is interesting because even what I'm saying is as a hobbyist, you should go after your UAV or at least study some of it because it's interesting to know what you can or can't do um, from a hobbyist, understand what you need the UAV license for and so on and so forth because it makes you just a more educated, well-rounded pilot altogether. no matter what you're doing.
2: Exactly. Jason, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, I I don't believe I am here. But um, even as a hobbyist, you can fly under
1: part 107 rules. Um, Yes, yes. (laughs) uh, Are they held to the same kind of standards? You can't violate TFRs, you can't violate airspace. You're 100% correct. But to Jacob's point with this, now you're saying, "I wish every hobbyist would take some time." But let's go back yes. to 16-year-old Jacob. Now you just got a phantom four oh, for yeah. Christmas. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I mean. <laughs> exactly. How you know, fast can this go? How high can this go? Right? Like, think of that mindset. The rule book. We never read instructions. Like. Put yourself in those shoes now. So with that perspective, how do we now reach out to that 16-year-old kid on Christmas and say, man, this is cool. This is going to be an asset to you. It's a lot of fun. But here's just some quick little guidelines for you. And DJI has now just had to step in and say, hey, we're not going over 400 feet now. Hey, we have geofences around these airports. And they just have to kind of play big brother because we still have the human factor in there, right? How fast can it go? How high can it go? And that's just human nature um, in us. The 107 guys are out there, you know, for you know, holding everybody to those standards. How can we instead be that mentor to that hobbyist who I saw in San Diego Beach one day, who I know here in San Diego's airspace? I checked on on you know on my iPhone, and he's just flying his Phantom 3 just back and forth. Is he is he in danger of harming any airplanes? No, but is he an airspace violation? Yeah. So do you go over and slap him on the wrist? No, you walk over to him, start talking drones, start talking 107, and be a mentor towards that individual and educate that individual rather than slap them on the wrist and say, hey, you idiot, you're in this airspace, don't do that. Right, yeah. we have to go about it in a different manner.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. I, I it's, it's one of those things like educate people as much as you can about what they should and shouldn't do, or how they should approach stuff, right? And and I think you come across better with people that way. Because if you go over and just like, hey, don't do that. You should be doing like most people go instantly to defensive, right? They're like, what are you talking about? I'm totally okay with doing that. Um, one of the the companies locally here, Progressive RC, um, actually has this handout that they give they they give them to us a lot that actually states in the handout like what are the rules, right? For and they give them to people that buy stuff from them. Like, hey, these are the basic rules that you yeah. should know. Like, you should, you should follow this. It's a great little handout that they give out with stuff that they sell. And when they come to some of the meetups they've been to with us, they bring a handful of those. And I think every time they've come, those handful of pamphlets are always gone, right? Like, everybody takes, and they're great to have, like, for two things. One is, you have it, so you see it, and you're like, oh yeah, these are the rules I need yes. to follow. And the second is, when other people walk up to you, who don't know anything? Who tell you like, "Hey, you can't be flying here" or whatever? Yeah, you, you you could use that as a way to have a conversation. Like, "Hey, no, these are the rules. Like, what I'm doing here is fine."
2: Community outreach.
0: Yeah. So both ways. I I like to think about it both ways. Like you go, you yes. can help people. Yeah. You have to educate yourself so you don't you don't might like even my my one sister. Believes that drones are evil because they spy on people, and I'm like, no, that's not not, not what I'm into it for. I get uh, get that uh, when I'm out.
2: I get that when I'm out flying. So you know, I've got my you know my five yellow cones out there for my landing area, my jacket on, and and you know, I get the people over saying, hey, you're spying. Well, come here. Let me show you my video, what I'm doing. You know, Mm -hmm. so if it's you, you engage them, you bring them in. And you, you know, you show them what what it is you're
0: filming, and and then you show them all your little certs and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's great. So, um, another question for you, Jason. Um, where do you see things going with the? I mean, you're more in touch with the FAA than clearly I am, and <laughs> and yeah. so um, there are some things coming. I know you were talking to Cameron before the show about hey, you should. Get your UAV license sooner rather than later because changes are going to come, and then the test will change and everything. Yes. Um, so where do you, where do you see things going from here, and what what the, what things do you see on the horizon?
1: Right, and you're right. The test is always changing, but let me try my best to predict the future and this is my you know personal opinion of where this is going i believe part 107 right now is the cornerstone is the foundation of bigger things to come let me use manned aviation as an example in okay. manned aviation we are first given the private pilot certificate everybody starts with a private pilot certificate. Oh, you want to fly in the clouds without reference to the horizon? That's an instrument rating. Oh, you want to fly for commercial purposes? That's a commercial, and and everything started with private and you expanded from there. I believe our current part 107 certificates are going to be that version of the private pilot certificate. And then it's gonna be, oh, did you want to fly at night? Well, rather than doing waivers, we can add on a night rating oh you wanted to fly something over 55 pounds well we have a plus 55 you know rating or certificate that you add on to it that's truly where i believe it's going to go is it going to be another knowledge test is it going to be an in-flight demonstration with a, you know some faa examiner that those answers i don't have just yet but do know that we are on the cusp of of this and watching what happens. And if it is a test, we'll be there to prepare you for it and hold your hand through it because it's going to be something big. This is just the foundation, and I truly don't believe that the I truly believe the FAA didn't realize that this was going to be this big. I mean, we're talking hundreds of thousands of registrations overnight that crashed the FAA website. You know, tens of thousands of knowledge tests taken. It's eclipsed private pilots and instrument pilots and in manned aviation. This is bigger than anything the FAA truly ever imagined, and that's where they're gonna take it. They're just, they can't hire fast enough right now.
2: Yeah, thirty. what is it, 30,000 in the last year? Um, uh,
0: that's um, a lot of people. Yeah, 107, <laughs>
2: 107 certificates issued. That's it's uh, yes. pretty pretty big. There's a lot yes. of. Sp- I'm showing um, showing the back side of the UAS cert, and there's a lot of blank space there. Like uh, with our regular, yes. with our regular cert, Here, you can Correct. see what I'm showing them. <laughs> with the regular cert, you've you've got some writing there for your other cert uh, type certificates. Yes. And so
0: they've planned for this. Uh, they yeah. know
2: that there's more stuff going on the. The back of
0: the certs, and, I, and I'm going to trust that you're probably right. No, and as much as I know about the the being a private pilot and going through that, and even though I've never gone through the whole process, I've I've gone sure. through part of it, and and I could see that happening with the UA, UAV certification as well. Like you have to add on more stuff, the more things you want to do, more
2: technology as well. As I understand it, there's some sort of a, um, a telemetry coming that's going to be required on on small uh, UAS uh, kind of like yes. a, a transponder but not yes. on the not on or ADSB out but for yes. UAS and yes. i i personally can't wait for that i uh, because that's going to remove doubt uh for some close calls that get reported that may or may not be and that's yes
0: yeah Interesting. I, I think the future has a lot of really cool stuff with it, with this as a hobby, with it as a commercial business stuff that you're doing. I, there There's a endless possibilities of things you could do. Like um, earlier in earlier episodes of our show, um, we did a lot of um, stuff on how to do mapping, scanning, and all that stuff, and how to pipe that stuff into Azure as a Cloud service, and how do you control it. I mean, so much of that stuff requires like where you run into the roadblocks is these regulations. Like you, right. you actually can't do some of it because the the regulation actually hinders you from doing it in the way that you want to do it. Yes. And so, I I see the FAA coming to sort of agreements with the other side of the technology, and somewhere in the middle, all that stuff's going to finally mesh up, and yes. things will be good for everybody.
2: And yeah, part of it comes uh, is, is coming with the you know, facility maps that they're popping up. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Yeah. Cool. Um, anything else you want to add? I, I anything else going on with uh, Remote Pilot One Hundred and One? You would like to tell people before we sure, wrap so, this thing up?
1: Sure. So we're always continuing to update our course as as things change. Because think about this now. We are we're actually almost to the date of those first tests being taken. They were happening literally this week yeah. last year. Those very first, you know, brave people to go take that part 107 test. My one-year anniversary. Has said, <laughs> they want you, yeah, the FAA has said they want you to renew every 24 calendar months, every two years essentially. We got a year left and we have yet to hear guidance as a test prep provider on what it's going to take to renew. Do they need to take the test again? Uh That's what they originally said. Do, so are you gonna need to study again? That's why we made our course for life to make it easier. Either way, we're gearing up and we've reshot a good portion of our videos, anticipating a big rush of individuals coming in and going, man, now it's time to renew, I need to study again. That's what we're gearing up for and we're waiting for that guidance to see what that really
0: means. Awesome, and then that's one thing to add, like when you sign up for your course, um, that, Courses for a lifetime, right? It, because what you you said, yeah. So you can come back when you have to renew and get all the updated content from your subscription that they, they bought from your course and Correct. do videos and new experiences. And so you'll be always up to date when you come back to, to yes. take the exam again.
2: Because yes. what's a good pilot always doing? Always
1: learning. Always learning, <laughs> so <you're> always <laughs> learning yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: no, that's very cool. Um, I I'm. Sort of like I had a pretty busy summer doing a bunch of events and things like that, and uh, so I I didn't get to doing the studying that I wanted to do to take the test. So it's why I kind of pushed it off. So it's on my list of things to do here in the next, I would say month or so. I just need to do it and get it done with. Um, Jason's course is a good place to start. <laughs> so, so it's one of those things. Just go take it, get it done with, and then um, we'll be all good. Uh, maybe maybe Cameron and I can do it together. I'm uh, yeah. <laughs> here to help, guys. <laughs> so, um, but it's been great having you on the show, Jason. Um, I you're you're from what I've seen of the videos that you've produced so far, they're amazing. Um, you're a great uh, instructor. Uh, I used to be a, an instructor for a bunch of technology stuff, and so yes. I I see you as a pretty good instructor. You're entertaining, to, it, which makes the videos easier to. Thank to di- digest and the information sure. is explained really well, which, uh, which I really Thank appreciate. Um, so it's been great having you. Um, thanks, yes. Eric, for stopping in again to Thank help you. out with the show. And as always, fly safe.